Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Code. One topic, no script. And today we are talking, should we still use legacy numbering? Mm -hmm. And before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, it needs to be said that this is our opinion and this is our opinion only. If you have a different opinion than we do, let us know in the comment section below so that way we can have that discussion and you we can see what you say you can obviously hear what we're about to say and we can go forward from there so without further ado jamie this was your topic idea why don't you go ahead and start us off well real fast because tone is actually the greatest at explaining things tone why don't you explain to the audience what legacy numbering is and then i will get into my discussion how, how could i deny this tone i know Anytime Go I say ahead. tone, explain something, everyone's like, yes. And they sit there with like their drink and they're just sipping it and like, <laughs> this is amazing. So, uh, so let's talk about it. Uh, thank you very much for the throwover. Wasn't expecting it, but I'm happy to do it. Right. Um, it's so the love of the codex station. <laughs> what does that even mean? So comic industry, let's just start with Marvel because it's simple and easy. I think it's 1962 Marvel comics launches and they publish their first comic book. Right. And that is issue number one of whatever. It doesn't make a difference what title. Right. And so comics start being numbered one, two, three, four, five. And an issue comes out every month. Right. And as the years go on, those numbers get higher. 12, 24, 200, 300, 500, 700. Right. And uh, so in a, in a very modern sense, how many decades has it come before those numbers get so high where it might be intimidating for a new reader to watch? Right. And uh, around the 90s, the comic companies started uh, really wrestling with this. They want new, they want us legacy customers, but they want new customers also. They don't want to scare off the kids. They want to scare off the new readers. And so they started changing the numbers. They would restart a book at number one, right? And sometimes it would be with a new creative team that's going to take it in a new direction. Sometimes it's just, uh, hey, we want to change and lower the numbers. And it's a lot of back and forth. And so it, it really started. Uh, an argument or frustration across the comic community, right? Do you keep these legacy numbers that have been going on? So if you've got a Spider-Man book and now it's at number 1,000, should it be number 1,000? Or should they periodically restart it over at one or two or three? So new readers know that this is a great time to jump on and start over, right? Uh, the collector in us uh, say yes. Some of the collectors in us say yay. Some of us say no. And that's what we're going to discuss today. So with that kind of setting the stage, let's throw it back to J-Dub. Right Thank on. you for that. This is why we have a Tone Super, the Sci-Fi Swordman and Sage Gamer. If you do not have one, go find one yourself so that way he can explain <laughs> things to you as well and make you feel a little bit smarter about your life. Right. Um, Leave uh, ours alone. <laughs> yeah. Stop. He's taken. He's spoken for. Um, <laughs> but no. So with legacy numbering, the reason I brought this up is uh, basically what Tone said is it, it got it gets intimidating for new consumers when they're seeing, hey, why is this say Avengers number 837? But underneath it, it says issue number 50. While you're you talking, know? I'm going to try and find something that actually has legacy numbering. On. Right. Any Mar pull any Marvel book. It has it. Yeah. Um, but no, it. So for me. So if we so before before we go, before you go, mm -hmm. Jay, let's let's really knock that down so with that conflict that i was talking about some books in the modern sense will have two different numbers on it nowadays and that's what they're talking about legacy numbering where where they will say this is mm -hmm. issue number 755 in the legacy aspect of it 
But for the current running creative team, this is issue number seven, right? So like yeah. with this right here, that goes into prime example of what you're saying, Tone. It's issue number two of The Amazing Spider-Man, but legacy numbering is 896. And we'll be throwing that up on the screen so you guys can kind of see what we're talking about. Yep, absolutely. Um, and give a better idea. So what I mean by that is, you know, you go into a comic shop and you're looking and you're rummaging and you're new, you know, new to it. But you see these numbers, and you're seeing two different numbers, or you're seeing on one side like Action Comics issue, you know, 1046. Like you're like, where do I start at this point? Is there an, a point? Is there an end? Where where do I begin? Is this a, is, is there? Am I coming in the middle of something? So with the legacy numbering, what I believe they've done in the past has been great, and that would be so. My my choice would be. Should we still do legacy numbering? 80% no, 20% yes. And I have a reasoning for that. That 80% is geared towards the new consumer, our new wave of generation of comic readers that are coming in and collectors. That gives them an idea of where to start. So if they're coming in with a new creative team, we're starting at issue one. Okay, cool. I can start fresh here. And I know I can move forward. Even if you're coming in at issue three, you can go back two issues. Grab those three issues and then go from there. You have no intimidation factor whatsoever going into reading your first comic then and being like, why is this, man, I want to pick this up. There's 800 issues. You know, what, what am I missing throughout all of this? Well, let me ask you this, Jamie. Do you like, like what you're saying about 80% no, 20% yes? Mm -hmm. uh, do you like the fact of how Marvel does it with the large Absolutely not. numbering and the lower legacy Despise numbering? Despise it. Really? Okay. So much. Tell and like I said, why. I'm, I'm very curious about that. So like going into it, you're looking at the legacy numbering and you're just to say your eyes go towards what you're gearing and you see the bigger number yeah. and you're like, okay, so why is this say 782? Okay. Right. Let's just say that for example, yeah. Yeah. but it also says issue number three. Mm -hmm. You might not understand that the new creative team took over. We're starting from issue one with the new creative team. But before that, for historical purposes, there's 782, you know, issue or 81 issues behind this. Mm. So there's that confliction there for me. And there's always like, anytime I even try to bring someone into our world and said, Hey, why don't you check this out? They're like, you mean I got to read 700 issues to catch up to it? No, 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 no. This is issue one, but legacy numbering. Well, what's legacy number? Well, that means from the beginning to now. So there are 700 other issues before this. Yeah. Were they important to read? Well, some of them, but if there's 700 issues, shouldn't I start from a certain point? No, you can start from here. It's a fresh start. But even though it says one, why should I not go back and pick up issue 256? You know, okay. you, you come in with that regard. And I've had that happen plenty of times where people were like, hey, I'm interested in getting into this. And then you bring them into this realm and they're just like, but shouldn't I start back then? Instead of right here, right now, is this worth jumping on at this point? Now, if you eliminate that and just say, this is issue one. It's an easier standby. You know, okay. it, it's an easier way to pitch a comic than the new uh, reader to me. Now, if you stuck with legacy numbering, like you have the entire time, like we take detective comics, for example, and we take mm -hmm. action comics, for example, they haven't stopped besides 52. They had, you know, yeah. obviously zero through 52, but then they stopped and went back to the numbering. Those numbers were contributed up to that point. You really didn't have much of a break besides the five years on that point um, just to try. 
and see what happens. And they realized that it didn't work. Now, DC is doing the same thing, but in a different sense where we got flash numbers uh, 754 coming out, but 13 issues prior was flash 86 or 90. Wonder Woman took the same way. We had the same problem. Now, if you're a new consumer and you're like, okay, well, what is eight? Okay, so 86 is here, right? Why, why did it stop? But this is the next arc, it says. Mm-hmm. Well, it, see, they went back to legacy number. Well, why did they go back to, what does that mean? And then you got to explain that whole trope again to them. See, hey, it was, you know, it, it, it's a good, it, what they're doing is they're just trying to keep up with the legacy numbering. It's something Marvel's doing. They do things. And, you know, they, it, it's still the same series. It's still the same right. story being told. Well, right. why would you come in and you're like, you don't know, you don't have me, you don't have a Tim, you don't have a tone to explain things to you like we do. Um, and you, you look at these things as a new consumer and you're like, well, do I really even want to start this? If this is the case, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. then you question yourself. So the 20% of me though, that says yes, would be something like the action comics would be something mm-hmm. like, you know, the Detective. uh, detectives, where if you started it and you're going great. Now, the other side of that is when you hit a milestone. Okay. Hey, you guys know that this is issue 27 of Batman, but it's also the 800 issue with bat with Batman. Yeah. Of Batman. So that way you can kind of give that example of, Hey, this is issue 27 of this series. But on the other side of that, guess what? This is also the prime 800 issue that he's been featured in. Okay. So that's where I'm torn. You have that 80% of me saying, let's just get rid of it. Either stick to one or stick to the other. My preference, keep going with the creative team. Every time you change a creative team, new number one. That way people can follow along. Marvel did it at a point where it was, it felt like it was every year. They were like, new number one, back to legacy. New number one. Back to the legacy. Some New issues one. didn't last but 20, 24 issues, and they were done. Yeah, and the- then they came out with a one-shot called Marvel Legacy, where they were reverting everything back to legacy. And then the next year, it was back to number one with a new creative team. It, it, it gets to the point where you have these, you know, new consumers. And to me, it kind of breaks my heart because you see some of them, and they look defeated already before they even enter the store because you'll see the poster on the front of the wall like you'll have number 12 and then number 1202 yeah so that, that that's where i'm coming from what about you guys tone why don't you go ahead and jump in on this and tell us what you think well um to start i i agree with jamie in the context that i think the comic industry has really screwed the pooch on this they've they've hosed it all up um and it's it's a even before the mod, uh, the current era, what they're doing right now, it's, it's a complete jumble nightmare at this point. Um, and how do you reconcile things that have happened 15 and 20 years ago? Because what will happen is, uh, let's say the original series, like if you go Fantastic Four, right, volume one, which is the original numbering, uh, goes through about 94, 95. And then suddenly it shifts into volume two right uh fantastic four volume two but they didn't restart it with a number one right it's just kind of like the next number and the volume changes and and that's normally where you would say a break where we're going to start over with a number one right 
But then after about another 20 or 30 or 40 issues, then it switches to volume three, which was which does restart as a number one. And then volume four suddenly after 30 issues jumps back to the original numbering. And um, and so you have that across comicdom. Like if you look the same thing with Spider-Man, right? I think in the main titles, DC was more faithful to that legacy numbering, specifically the high numbers from, from, their, uh, from their heritage, from their history. Marvel really in the 90s starts jumping all over the place, right? Uh, Spider-Man, and now you get to the modern era where every time a creative team changes, they tend to reset the number to number one, but then legacy fans get angry because we're picking up a new number one every 12 months to 15 months, and then they throw in the legacy numbers and it's a mess now, right? Um, um, and it's, it's frustrating for classic fans. Right now, they're not serving any fan base well. It's not great for classic fans. It's not great for new fans, right? And now the current, uh, the current approach to, we're gonna put both numbers on the book. Eh, it's, it's a middle ground. I'm not a yeah. fan of middle ground solutions, right? So how do you serve both of them? And that's the real question. Um, and I don't think to the way they're doing it right now is inefficient. Now, um, quick side note, um, why is this even important? Uh, to every comic fan will get what I'm about to say. Every comic collector will get what I'm about to say. Somebody new might want to think about this, which is what is my motivation for buying a book? Because for me, I like to buy books I want to read, but for some odd reason, there's a little bit of me that's obsessive compulsive and I like to see sequential numbers. And so if I have number one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, ten. Not having that six and seven drives me up the wall. Mm -hmm. And oh, I need to yeah. go back and get that number six or seven, right? And so I like to look at my comics and I like to be able to run through an entire run, right? And, and complete from beginning to end. And then I like to say, I want the entire series. Well, guess what? If I'm going back trying to collect it and the numbers are jumping around, it gives me headaches. It gives me nightmares, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I have to figure out what book I'm actually targeting to fill up the gap that's in my collection. And it makes it more difficult. Um, Tone on that aspect real quick. It's like I'm looking at my Avengers box right now. And I know for a fact that there are five different volumes, each starting at their own number ones. Yes. And sometimes that gets immensely confusing when yeah. I'm trying to collect and figure out, well, wait a minute, where does this go? How does this fit yeah. in? Wait, wait. It, it, yeah, exactly. So if you were a comic book fan and you said, OK, I want to I've, I've seen the MCU and I want to start reading the Avengers. I want to start with Avengers number one and you walk into your comic shop. Well, there are seven different Avengers number one, uh, number ones right now. Which one are you supposed to start with? How do you even know? Um and so what I think the answer is, is maintain the legacy numbering, right? Go back, figure out exactly where you are. Don't keep recreating volumes. Some of these comics right now, a volume is when a, a run ends. So uh, let's say you are number one through 30 for your comic book. Uh, let's say uh, super, uh, Tone Superman. Let's say that's the name of the comic and I do one through 10. And then I stop writing it and Jamie starts writing it, right? And it starts over again at number one. That second set of number one through 10 that Jamie wrote that I didn't is now volume two. Tone Superman, volume two. I wrote volume one, the next 10 issues, one through 10 are volume two, right? And when we're saying volumes, that's what we mean. 
all this gets so confusing to somebody trying to get into the industry who wants to keep track of numbers and volumes man i'm just trying to read a freaking story yeah. right me as a comic collector man i've been dutifully buying this comic every month right and you keep screwing up my number sequences man it is it, frustrating what do i think should happen i think they should go back to the legacy numbers right regardless of how high the number gets but just mark the books for jump on points so new readers can see <laughs> jump on point right right entry book jump on point put it on the cover so you could have spider-man number 600 but it can be marked the same way they do now first it first story first issue part of story uh, like part yeah. one of five a yeah. new era starts here yeah exactly uh jump on point for new readers put it on the bottom of the book right and because and this is the problem with the reboots the restarts when they jump back to number one to make it interesting i should say to make it accessible to new readers there's a problem here that we don't talk about and that's the writers. Now the writers themselves are not a problem, but when the writers are a new direction for the character and new yeah. creative team, they are still pulling from things that were written in the previous teams, right? So if a new writer starts Spider-Man today, yeah, he's taking the book in a new direction, but everything he's writing is based on things that happened in every previous run. Mm -hmm. Right. So even though the book's going in a new direction, the reader may still say, well, I don't understand what this means here. I need to go back and find that old thing. And how do they do that? Right. And so remember, back in the day, comics, they used to put little notes in the comics. You don't see that as much as you used to. If well, you're curious notes. About, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're curious about this, go back and read Amazing Spider-Man issue number 474. That's where you can find that, you know. Um, they don't really do that anywhere near as much as they used to, right? That was for the new reader coming in, right? And they need to reinstitute that type of thing. I know that takes more time editing, right? That takes more, that means you can't plug and play editors. You need editors that are very familiar with the, uh, 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 with the subject matter, the, the canon and the mythology around a character. Uh, but I think that's the answer. Keep the legacy numbers, have them go up, but mark the books distinctly as the book is going up. This is a book that new readers can jump on on. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man number 755, new creative team, new direction for character, jump on point for new readers, right? And you do that every time you change a creative team or you say, this is up. That way you're serving both and you've got your foot in one solution, not this back and forth thing that they do. That's right. my two cents. That's what I think they should do. All right. Well, good points. Uh, let me let me throw my change in the wishing well. Uh, so initially coming into this conversation, uh, it was going to be uh, that uh, Marvel's legacy numbering the way that they do things now. And we've shown that before on screen and I'll throw it up on screen right now. So that way you guys can see it. Uh, I I am very happy with that. I am very content with that. It's a large number for whatever new volume they're doing now mm -hmm. with a lower legacy numbering and it <clears> even <throat> has legacy abbreviated lgy and then number 896 or whatever the case may be with marvel's uh tone i'm gonna agree with you on that that it is a very middle ground thing uh because and and we can all agree on this uh legacy numbering has been uh very heated conversation for for more than the past 10 years uh 
and we've all had our hat in that we're having it in it right now. Um, but with that being said, I think uh, it goes back to what you said, Jamie, to reinforce that and tone what you said in agreement with that DC is way more uh, encouraging with their legacy numbering. Uh, because like with action 1046 or detective 1027 or something like that, they don't shy away from the fact that that is a large number in a significantly long run of an amazing book. And they embrace the fact that it is. And when new readers come in, it's not so much uh, in your face, number one, you know, but legacy number 1027. No, it's like, hey, this is this is issue 1027 of Detective Comics. Welcome to the party. Uh, this is a pretty big series. It's a pretty big run. But you're coming in at a good time right now. Why don't you take a seat and start getting to reading. And we'll talk about the other stuff as we go along. Uh, I really like DC's warmer take on how they uh, approach legacy numbering than Marvel's very Marvel now take on their legacy numbering uh, because they put more emphasis on the newer volume than they do the series as a whole. Uh, and, and tone, like what you said, I, I think that they completely disregard uh legacy collectors more than they do new readers because I mean, new readers are new money and they're potentially uh, customers that become legacy readers and things like that. But but I think that, and even DC is a big part of this too, but not so much as Marvel is. Um, I think that they tend to forget about us as readers and us as foundation holders for how long we've been in. And that's not to say that, that we deserve specific things a specific way, but like you said, Tone, a a better solution needs to come along than the solution that's holding place now. I think DC is more on target than Marvel is by sight, but let's not forget uh, the independence uh, image specifically. Um, and, and I like to use them as an example because like with titles like Savage Dragon and Spawn, uh, those suckers are moving right along on their legacy numbering spawns in the high 300s. Yeah. Uh, Savage Dragon, I think, is in the high twos or high threes yeah. at this point. But the good thing about Image with their numbering system uh, and uh, with bringing in newer readers that maybe could be or are overwhelmed by the larger numbers on DC books and Marvel books they come into things at Image or Aftershock or IDW or anything like that or Boom Studios and they see these books that have numberings that are lower than 10 or something like that. These small digestible reads that they can get into and become a part of or books like Invincible or The Walking Dead or Oblivion Song uh, that are longer, Saga even. That are, that are longer running series, but they have a finite end. You know what I mean? There, there is an end result to those books. And once they get into stuff like that, like with new readers, it 
it becomes something that you're aware of. Okay, well, while I'm reading stuff like this, that means that this is going to end at some point. It's not going to run with the exception of Spawn and Savage Dragon. So I guess uh, with all that rambling, the bottom line for me is uh, I'm content with the middle road for what Marvel's doing right now because I think it appeases to newer readers but it gives us legacy readers the opportunity to finally start to keep real track of our books. But uh, I prefer DC's love and embrace of their larger numberings on books and their warmer welcome to bringing in new readers and not making them feel so intimidated by a large number size. And, and then with the independents, I, I think that they've got it down right where they're doing smaller stories and bite-sized chunks and giving new readers a real opportunity to get into books that they might be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Great points, Tim. Absolutely. Yeah. I just feel like uh, when uh, Marvel's tried different things to get after the problem, yep. and I appreciate the effort that they've put into trying to find a solution that works for everyone. I don't think there's a perfect solution and there's no way to clean up the past, which is a mess. Right? Marvel's past is a horrible mess. It's like a preteens room on a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I think about one particular volume of Spider-Man. Um, I was trying to, and I can't remember the exact volume and number it was, but um, if you're just looking at the titles of the book, the titles of the book change and then the volumes of the book change. And so uh, it goes from, if I recall, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Oh, you're talking to, about adjectiveless Spider-Man that yes. then went to Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yes. And then it was, uh, uh, it, was ad it was just Spider-Man. And then there's Peter Parker, Spider-Man, which is a different series. And then Peter Parker, Spider-Man loses the Peter Parker, the adjective in front of the name in front. Of, and so it becomes Spider-Man after the Spider-Man series is ended. Right. And so I'm think you're thinking that this is a continuation of that Spider-Man series when it's really Peter Parker, Spider-Man. But you look at the volumes and the volumes were different. And as a collector, I was like, what is going on here? And then the numbers jumped and then somehow came back. And I was just kind of like, whoa, this is like a hodgepodge thing they've got going on here. Well, I mean, they did that with X-Men too, with adjectiveless X-Men, and then it was new X-Men. Yeah. And then they yeah. took it away and made it adjectiveless again, or X-Men Legacy. Yeah. And you yeah. know, they, then they, I almost believe that um, they also did something else a bit unrelated to numbering. Uh, in volumes to try and address the new readers and they started coming out i think it was the true believer series yeah. um where oh they, yeah it was just like old tory old stories told yeah, exactly old stories reprinted and dropped back in the comic shops and I'm, i don't see them anymore so i guess they didn't sell well they, they, the, they still they have a few the facsimiles yeah, yeah they're facsimiles now yeah and so um that way we're going to keep going with the legacy numbering but if you're a new reader you want to come in you want to jump on here here's you know uh, Spider-Man issue number, this recount, Spider-Man issue number 555 through 560. Not not a graphic novel, but, oh, I can pick these up for the next couple of months and figure that story out. It's still an imperfect solution. I don't think there is a perfect solution. Um, I appreciate their effort in trying to get after it. 
Um, you could tell the accept obsessive compulsive people like me that like to see the numbers go up. Hey, deal with it. We're resetting every year <laughs> and that's the way it is. Uh, but the old guys are not where the money is, right? The, the new, the, the kids are where the money is, yeah. right? They're the future customers and that's who they're trying to get to buy. And no kid wants to walk in and pick up issue number 1,076. Yeah, right? They want uh, that number one. Yeah. Like 1,076. Oh, no, thank you. Um, or they could go away from these numbers altogether and just go. There was a period of time, I think, while the numbers are relevant, they were really making prominent just the month and the year it was printed. Um, it, that yeah. was, uh, I can go back to X-Men titles, I think late 90s, early, early 2000s, yeah. when the numbering was right in the middle of the barcode. Yeah. Like it was so small, yeah. you had to look for it. And they mm -hmm. just put up deluxe or whatever the case was up above and just all but wiped out numbering. Yeah. So... Jamie, you got anything else before we put an end to this? I'm glad I'm the 33.3% that agree with me. <laughs> Jesus. No. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, great points all around. Like I said, you, it, you see, uh, this is why I like doing breaking the codes because you can literally see the differences. You, you get that different view aspect of everything. Well, I might not like the legacy because I want those new readers because I want this comic industry to keep booming the way it is. It also has to see what you guys have to say as far as, you know, I have, you know, all these issues and I don't want to break in between them, you know, and have to figure out which ones they are. So I get where you guys are coming from on that. My biggest feat was, hey, how do we get new consumers in? Because we want that, you know, we want to keep striving. So, I mean, I just love the very, the overview of what both of you had to say. I had something totally different, but you guys took the, the reins and, you know, didn't convince me, but you know, made very, <laughs> it's not very, very valid, yeah, very, very valid points. And nor, nor do we have to. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, you know, the, the that's why I love the community no, so much. There's, there's no perfect solution for it in any direction they went in. I think somebody would be kind of uh, left out or a bit remiss on that particular solution. Mm. Uh, hence me saying, I think legacy numbers are great, but identifying, hey, to your new readers this is a this is the new arc this mm -hmm. is the new, this this team and is i like that idea this book this team's going to be on this book for 30 issues you know and so you're you're counting that creative team's issues but not the legacy numbers the legacy numbers continue and that's kind of what they're doing now um uh, in a way but regardless um um i hope that they do something because i don't want to lose the youth here either the youth or the future of this industry, you know, um, uh, are just getting those funny books in their hands and having them sit down and actually read them. Yeah. But you know, that's also a parallel, which is a, which maybe we do a different show mm -hmm. on, but you know, what's the mechanism to get these books in these kids hands? Because the reality is, is that I used to buy comics in a very distinct way. I was a mm -hmm. paper boy and I would get on my bike and I would deliver my papers. And then before or after that paper route, I would ride to the 7-Eleven and grab the comics I wanted off the bottom rack. Uh, that was a news rack when you were in the store. And when I was with my uncle in the summers, we would walk to bookstores in downtown Norfolk and get comics there and sometimes stop by some newsstands and pick up comics on the bottom rung of the newsstand. And that was how kids in the 70s and the 80s got their hands on comics. And uh, the average kid nowadays is not walking into a comic book shop. Yeah. So regardless of what they do to number, 
how do you get your comics if you want to go with print media into the hands of the day's youth that aren't really print media kids you know so that's well, a different topic for a different for a different uh discussion that is absolutely true so ladies and gentlemen i think it is safe to say that there are three very solid opinions here for legacy numbering all very valid and uh, take the advice that we put out, our thoughts, our opinions, apply that or don't, uh, but listen. See and let us know what say. you guys think down in the comments below so that way we yeah. can go on. And if you don't, Tone's going to wear those glasses every single episode until <laughs> you do. Absolutely, I probably will do it regardless. All right, before we... Before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, Jamie, you got anything you want to say to our wonderful audience that is watching right now? It's the T-O-N-E. No. <laughs> nah, <Regulators. I> got... <laughs> but no, uh, guys, thank you to everybody who's done their part, like sharing, subscribing, following, uh, checking us out, spending a little bit of your time, you know, seeing what we do, listening to us. We might not be on the same opinions here all the time, but hey, everyone's got their own and what i usually say is if you're right you're wrong and if you're wrong you're right so guys remember that that's what makes this community so great uh and as always guys be kind to one another out there you never know what anyone's going through and just making someone smile can change the course of their day or life so always be kind and i will see you all in the next one tone what about you what words of wisdom would you like to impart on our wonderful audience that is watching right now? i'd like you to i'd like to thank the audience for bearing with us through these shows uh and joining yes. the clan and being part of the clan uh please invite family friends anyone you think would enjoy the content uh we're always looking to grow this group uh and uh we do all of this for you that's why we build our content not just because it makes us feel good it does but so you to, for you to enjoy it so definitely give us feedback comment right uh find us on social media of course remember uh and the last thing as i always say these heroes aspire to be their best selves the best version of themselves and in today's conflictive environment across society we need more of that. So challenge yourself as we do here in the Codex Station to be the best version of yourself as you move out and into the world. Remember here at the Codex Station, we love comics and we love heroes and you are a hero. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, to finish this off, don't forget to find us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, Discord, even on podcast streaming platforms. All you got to do is type in the Codex Station, and that is where you will find us. If you don't like looking at us, but you love listening to us, so we can put you to sleep in a nice, gentle slumber. Again, podcast streaming platforms. Type in the Codex Station, and there we are. Once again, my name is Tim. This guy over here is Jamie, and down below is Tone Stupa, the sci-fi swordsman himself. This is Breaking the Code. We are the Codex Station, and we will see you next time. Don't forget we got merch. Oh, merch, yes. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, go to the merch link in the we comment section here on YouTube. We're in Twitch right now. Holy smokes. I've been away too long, and now we need to get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, you have a good night. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Merch. <laughs>